You are listening to the Woman in the Word podcast. As always, I hope that you enjoy and I pray that this talk blesses you. Speak soon. Hello everyone, my name is Brie Antonia and you are listening to the Woman and the Word podcast. This is season two. Can you believe it? We have started our second season of the podcast. Now, I know there was there was quite an abrupt ending for season one <laughs> and that was definitely not the plan. But in all honesty, Life just got super crazy in August and September. Things got a little bit hectic and there was just so much going on. So I decided to take a much needed break and step back. Um, But here we are. We're back. I've returned. We're back at it. Recording episodes, spreading God's word, talking about the Bible, all things Christ. We love it. Um, And I'm so excited to share the wisdom that I feel God has put on my heart for this season of episodes. I'm so grateful to share that, excited to share that. And I'm really looking forward to where God is going to take this ministry. So let's get into it. So there were talks about lockdown coming back for the winter ages ago. Like there was there were whispers, I would say probably from August, September times, you know, and as October kind of eased in there was still still talk a lot of us myself included thought it was just hearsay I was kind of waiting to see what happened but wasn't really taking it seriously because obviously the government have just been chatting a lot but anyway on November the 5th the government said that we England were going to enter back into lockdown a four-week lockdown and this time with new national restrictions so some of those restrictions were you know, we had to stay at home again. We don't don't go to work unless you have to. All non-essential shops closed. No holidays, including staycation. So even in the UK, nope, you can't go. No hotel stays unless it's for work. They discouraged meeting up outside in general unless um, necessary. But obviously, because they said people could exercise, they kind of there was some leeway there. But even that, they said only one person. Um, no mixing in any sort of bubble. It doesn't matter. You're not allowed or you're only allowed, sorry, one person to be in your support bubble. So, you know, for some of us, that was little change for what they'd been, you know, already doing. But for many of us <laughs> who thought this was a thing of the past, this was a huge, huge deal. This was not good news. And not because we want to be out and about and not because we don't, you know, care about the spread of the virus. Of course we do. We should all care about it. You know, we should all... And I think we all do want things and um, to be okay. But it was the idea of taking that step back. The idea of regressing into this season and a situation that we thought we'd already passed. Like that was the, the impact. That was the sadness that came with this news. We thought, wait a minute, we've already done this. We already had the strict lockdown and we, we already conquered this season. You know, we already had the months and months of not seeing loved ones and not being able to check in on elderly relatives. And, you know, we'd already lost the jobs. We'd already dealt with being furloughed. For some of us, we already went through the stress of being locked indoors. And for some people in pretty intense conditions, not being able to go out and have that escape, having to be indoors with, you know, let's say people that you don't necessarily get on with or whatever your conditions are. People were like, we've already 
done this we've already made it through and now we're back here you know and again even though there is more than enough reason for us to go back into a lockdown especially if the numbers are showing and that we need to then cool we'll do our bit we have to all be responsible but that doesn't diminish the very valid feelings of sadness of fear and of anxiety for the next month Um, particularly when a lot of people don't trust (laughs) that it's only going to be a month and rightly so I mean so many things have been said and then retracted and so a lot of people just don't feel security right now you know lockdown in spring and in in summer when the sun is blaring through the windows and (laughs) you can feel the heat beaming down on you it's very different to being locked inside and it's dark by 4pm it's raining outside it's cold (laughs) like you're paying more for the heating like it's a very different experience I personally suffer from seasonal affective disorder which is otherwise known as SAD or SAD Um, and that was my first first thought you know when I heard about this lockdown I was like please do not keep me in my house and away from people and and my loved ones during the winter during these dark months because it's it gets dark for me you know so while yes I'll go into lockdown tomorrow if it means saving people's lives I have several people in my family who are vulnerable so I'm definitely not taking it as a joke but my goodness the thought of (laughs) the thought of you know the darkness by four o'clock you know wake up and it's dark go to sleep and it's dark it's it's also raining it's cold outside I mean my immune system anyway like I get ill like that so then not being able to see loved ones who can offer some sort of respite or you know support me yeah that's really tough but God gave me a word And I I really want to share it with you because I truly, truly believe it's going to bless and encourage you. And I hope it does. And not only during lockdown as well, um, but but for any time in your life where you feel like you're in this place, I pray you remember this message. So I want to start off in 1 Samuel. Okay, and I want us to look at David. Now, we all know and love David. He's the youngest son of Jesse, the little shepherd boy, music extraordinaire, writer of the Psalms, the man after God's own heart. Yes, that is David. We love him. All right. Now, before David was a king, when he was just, you know, the probably the annoying little brother who, who just wanted to be taken seriously, he had a whole moment that changed his life. Okay, so... Where I'm going to read in the scripture, it's a time where his older brothers, they're fighting with King Saul. So they're part of the, the army, the Israelite army, and they're fighting against the Philistines. Jesse, remember the dad, told David, his son, to take something to his brothers. So David did as he was told. But when David got there, he saw Goliath, who the whole Israelite army and, and Saul, King Saul, were afraid of. But David saw him and... He was like, no, I'll, I'll do it. I'll be able to do it. And he, told, he said that to King Saul. And King Saul <laughs> was kind of like, all right, go. And God be with you. Like, bye. <laughs> um, but he did it. <laughs> David did it. He killed Goliath. He was able to defeat Goliath. And I'm going to read the scripture to you. So it's 1 Samuel 17, verses 42 to 51. And it says, he looked David over, he being Goliath, He looked David over and saw that he was little more than a boy, glowing with health and handsome, and he despised him. He said to David, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? The Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, 
and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. Verse 48. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. Verse 51, David ran and stood over him. He took hold of the Philistine's sword and drew it from the sheath. After he killed him, he cut off his head with the sword. When the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, they turned and ran. So why am I sharing this with you? I'm sharing this with you because there's something that many people don't know. And I remember when I studied First and Second Samuel, I was so shocked that nobody had told me this, this fact that I'm about to tell you either. Like no one, no one had really mentioned it before. And I think that there's such a strong message in it. So I'm, I'm surprised that like, oh, like you guys don't, don't tell them this part of the story as well. <laughs> it's just kind of like David Goliath, David Goliath, which is super, super important. But there's another thing that happened in, in David's time that I think brings the whole moment with Goliath full circle. And that's what I want to use to encourage you today. So what is that? That is the fact that Goliath was the first giant David slayed. But it was not the only giant David slayed. Okay, Goliath was the first but he was not the only. You see, in 2 Samuel chapter 21, more Philistine armies came along, <laughs> okay? I'm going to read you 2 Samuel chapter 21, verses 15 to 22, and it says, There was another war between the Philistines and Israel, and David and his men went and fought the Philistines. During one of the battles, David grew tired. A giant named Ishbibenob who was carrying a bronze spear that weighed about seven and a half pounds and who was wearing a, a new sword, thought he could kill David. But Abishai, son of Zeruiah, came to David's help, attacked the giant and killed him. Then David's men made David promise that he would never again go out with them to battle. You are the hope of Israel and we don't want to lose you, they said. Verse 18, after this, there was a battle with the Philistines at Gob, during which... Sibekai from Husha killed a giant named Saph. There was another battle with the Philistines at Gob, and Elhanan, son of Jer from Bethlehem, killed Goliath from Gath, whose spear had a shaft as thick as the bar of a weaver's loom. Then there was another battle at Gath, where there was a giant who loved to fight. He had six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot. He defied the Israelites, and Jonathan, the son of David's brother Shammah, killed him. Verse 22, these four were descendants of the giants of Gath and they were killed by David and his men. Amen. I need you all to understand this, okay? I need you to get it. David was, a, was little more than a boy 
right? That's what the scripture says. David was little more than a boy who slayed Goliath. David did that. He worked for Saul. He ran away from Saul, um, ran for his life away from Saul in the army. Then David became king. Um, he slept with Bathsheba and killed the poor husband <laughs> as a consequence. There was mayhem in his home and he ended up running for his life again, this time from his own son. Can you imagine? And, and here he is, an old man, okay? An old man. And God is bringing him this same battle again after all he'd been through. And let me be real, because I always like to reduce biblical figures down to their human, earthly, worldly state. Yes, it's easy to look at them with, you know, rose-coloured glasses, like they have this supernatural, you know, ability to obey God unlike us. But that's not true. They are just like us. So when I, I hear that David's tired, I'm, see, I'm thinking of his age. I'm thinking of all he'd been through in his life. I would be tired too. <laughs> I would be tired too. And I can only imagine that David may have felt like, you know, really, I'm back here again. I, you know, I got through everything that's happened to me in my life and the same problem has come about again. I've got to slay another giant or another few giants. And I don't know about you, but that to me sounds like some of us with this lockdown. God, I got through the first lockdown. We've lost the jobs. We found the new jobs. We couldn't see family. Now we're seeing them. We've made it through that tough time, not knowing what the future held. And here we are again. We've got to fight this battle again. Does that sound like anyone you know? Does that even sound like you? Because I'll be honest, that has been me. And not just for the lockdown. You know, there's been so many issues that I thought, yes, I made it through. Like, it was hard, but we got on the other side. Like, thank God we did it. And then a couple years later, or maybe even sooner, a couple months later, you find yourself in the same situation or a similar situation. And sometimes, yes, it can feel like, God, really? Again? I thought I got through this. But what this message tells me is that we don't have to respond in this way. If you know God, if you know the Lord and you trust in who he is, then we also need to trust that the same way he brought you through it the first time, he will bring you through it again. And that's what I want to encourage you all with today. Just because we did something once, just because we conquered something the first time around doesn't mean it won't rear its ugly head again. But this time around, because we got through it the first time, we have that reassurance to know that, hey, God did it before. He will do it for me again. We did lock down back in March. It was horrible, but we got through it. We'll get through this one too. Now, before we close, because today's, you know, it's the first first episode, season two, there is a really special lesson that I think we can and should all take away from David's second time slaying the dragons. Dra I keep saying dragons. It's not a dragon. It's a giant. <laughs> he slayed the giants. Um, I want us to notice that it was never, it was actually never David who slayed them the second time around. The second set of giants, he never actually physically slayed, right? Yes, the credit was given to him and his army. But in terms of the, you know, the actual people who, who killed the giants with their own hands, it wasn't David. Scripture says that, verse 17, Abishai, son of Zeruiah, helped David and killed the first giant, Ishbibenob. Ishbibenob, there we go. Um, verse 18 says, Sibekai from Husha killed the giant called Saph. Verse 19, Elhanan, son of Jer, killed Goliath from Gath, so a second Goliath. And um, verse 21 says, 
Jonathan, David's nephew, killed the fourth giant. So what, so what do I mean by this? People, please make sure your team is strong this lockdown. Make sure you have your people around you and make sure you're in contact with them, supporting them and them supporting you. And that doesn't have to be physical. I mean, it's not allowed to be physical, but that doesn't mean that the support has to be any less. You know, call friends, reach out to people, make sure that you have people around you who are supporting you, that are praying for and with you, and that can really be um, the help you need during this time. If you need people around you, there are resources out there that you can use to get help. And I just wanna share some numbers with you because I want everyone to know that if you need help and if you need someone to speak to, there are resources out there. So for the Samaritans, this is for everyone, you can call 116123 or email joe, J-O, at There's also um, a resource called Papyrus. Those are, that's for people under 35. Um, so you can call 0800-068-4141. That's 9 a.m. to midnight every day. Or you can text 07860-039967 or email pat at papyrus-uk.org. And finally, Childline for children and young people under 18, you can call 0800-1111. I just want everyone to know that they don't have to face this battle alone. You don't have to slay the giant with your rock and your sling this time around. You can have people in your army, in your team that can help you when you get tired just like David did. Okay, so here we are, the end of the episode, episode one, season two, look at God, he's just so awesome. And I just wanna thank everyone who supported season one. This was such a, a spirit-led endeavor and to see the way God has used this to bless people and just to see the support my church family and my brothers and sisters in Christ have given me and this uh, platform, it's honestly been just second to none. I'm so, so incredibly blessed and grateful. And here's to an incredible season two. I just continue to pray that it blesses you all and that we are all, including myself, edified through the things that God wants to show us on, in through this particular ministry. This wasn't a long one. I just wanted to ease our way back into the woman and the word, but I'm so glad I have. And I just pray again that this encourages you for this lockdown. It is well. God is on our side. We don't have to slay the dragon. I keep saying dragon. We don't have to slay the giant alone. God is with us. Amen. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Speak soon. Bye.